0: He will make all grace abound to you. And He who blesses the seed and gives the seed will give you more generously, knowing that you're gonna give what He sends your way for the sake of the Gospel.
1: Hello and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Pastor Jeff continues his message about God's radical generosity. He brings us the wonderful reminder that God wants to bless His children in abundance. He wants us to bring our gifts to Him and then give them away cheerfully in order that the blessing may continue to multiply.
0: God wants to bless you abundantly in all ways, at all times, in order that you will have enough to go about and abound in every good work. He wants to bless you so that you can give it away. He wants to give you more so that you can sow more seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: This is today with Jeff Vines and the rest of his message about radical generosity.
0: Because Dane is one of the most generous people I know uh, over the last few months, he's been walking around the office saying some things that I don't understand. I'll go to Dane and I'll say, Dane, how are you? And he'll say, happy, happy, happy. And first time I heard that, I thought, what? So a couple of weeks went by, I said, Dane, how's it going today? He said, happy, happy, happy. I had no idea what that was. I think it was Greg Lindsay who said, Jeff, you know what Dane's doing, don't you? I said, no. Have you ever seen Duck Dynasty? And I said, duck what? Now, how many of you watch Duck Dynasty? Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? I don't even know what to think. Of. That's it. I watched the show. And then it dawned on me why Dane likes it so much. Those are his people. <laughs> the reason Dane likes the show, that's another story. But the reason I pointed that out is Dane is happy, happy, happy. He is, he's one of the happiest persons I know. And I think it has a lot to do with his generosity. And that's how you can be cheerful. So number one, quickly, what fires me up? Now, here's the second question. Can I be trusted with more? Boy, I really had to ask myself that question. Now, let's go to the word of God and let the word of God speak. Here's what the word of God says about this. And I know of no other way to understand this. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, and all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good word. Stop right there. This bless you abundantly is from the Greek phrase that means to uh, make all grace abound. It's the word charis, the word for grace. It's the general idea of good favor, of goodwill, of joy, of pleasure, of those things. And what the Bible is saying here is that God is able to bless you abundantly. Uh, "persuo," which is a word running over into your lap. God is able to bless you abundantly. Why? So that in all things, in some things, all things, all things, at all times... Having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. The Bible says this. God wants to bless you abundantly in all ways, at all times, in order that you will have enough to go about and abound in every good work. In other words, he wants to bless you so that you can give it away. He wants to give you more so that you can sow more seeds. You with me? William Tyndale, who is one of the most respected Old Testament, New Testament scholars, probably ever, who wrote around the 1500s, long before Health, Wealth, and Prosperity came about in the church, wrote this in commentary about the passage I just read. He said, The righteous man who desires to express his righteousness in benevolence will never lack the means of doing it. I've had to ask myself this question, and it's hurt and it's painful. Jeff, if God sends you more, will you just sow it all into the kingdom? Whew, man, I wish I could tell you yes. I'd be such a great example as your pastor. But the reality is God sent me more in the past. And yes, I might tithe a little of it, but do I sow more and more seeds? No, what's wrong with me? We learned last week in feeding the 5,000 as Jesus fed them, we learned two valuable principles. Number one, that you can't expect something to multiply until Jesus blesses it. And so they went through the crowds and they got the first portions of the food, the bread and loaves, and they gave it to Jesus and he held it up and he blessed it and then he broke it and gave it to the disciples. But the miracle of expansion did not happen in the hands of Jesus. It only happened when the disciples started to give away what God had blessed. You see, something can only multiply when it's given away. And we said, this is kind of what we give to God right here. It kind of represents what God asked us for. It's so small. Out of the- Look, there's not much in there, is there? That's, what we, that's the first portions of our life. That's what he asked us to give. But he says, if you'll take those first portions and you'll really dedicate them to me, and if I can really trust you that you'll sow whatever I send your way back into the kingdom of God, then here's what I'm gonna do to what, with what you gave me. I'm gonna add the power of my spirit to it. And it's just gonna start growing. And while started out a small, it's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and it's just going to ease up. It's going to get wider. It's going to expand. It's going to overflow. And you start out with just a little bit. If you give that to me, I'm going to bless it. And then if you have the attitude that you're going to sow more and more seed into the kingdom, it's just going to explode everywhere so that you're going to have so much more than you had in the beginning. That's the principle can he trust you? As a matter of fact, folks, in Psalm 112, there's a passage that the next verse in your text in 2 Corinthians is a direct quote from that passage. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now, this is not talking about their righteousness in the sense they're going to be good people forever. This is talking about their righteous acts. Because they freely scatter their gifts, their righteous acts will endure forever. Twofold. One, those that you've helped will be there to greet you. They'll be your welcoming party in the life and world that is to come. But second, you will never lack. If your heart is to give more and more seed away to expand the kingdom of Christ, the Bible tells us God's gonna make sure he sends some your way. Number one, what fires me up? Number two, can I be trusted with more? And three, do you see or do I see money that God sends my way as need, greed, or seed?
1: This is Today with Jeff Vines. Pastor Jeff continues his message about God's radical generosity. When he blesses our gifts, they multiply. When we give away that which he has blessed. Let's continue now.
0: Stay with me. This is the final part. This is the ultimate question of this text, folks. Do you see what God sends you as need, greed, or seed? Here's what the Bible says. Let's read the next verse. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower, can we stop there for a moment? Notice it doesn't say, he who supplies seed to the keeper. You with me? He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. I mean, I know of no other way to see this than to say, he's saying that the one who gives us resources, seed, to sow, if if you go about the business of sowing, you're not only going to, reap a great harvest and you're going to sow more. He's going to take care of your daily needs. Bread always stands for those daily needs. What you need will be supplied. And he's going to increase your store of seed. He's going to give you more seed because he knows if he does that, you're going to continue to sow seed and the harvest of your righteousness is going to get greater and greater. Now this past week, I got an email from a, a lady who said, you know, there's one thing I don't understand about this. If I give to God the first portions of my life, and then I give away the excess that he sends me in order to build his kingdom, then why would I really be motivated to give away stuff? Because I don't get to keep it if I get more. You with me? Fair question, if God is not first in your life. You see, if you think this is a get rich quick scheme, If you think this is health, wealth, and prosperity where, hey, you give God and he's going to bless you with lots of money. From what I told you a while back, if I really believe that, then the church would give $10 away to everybody who comes in expecting to get $100 back. It's your motivation. And if God knows your heart is to sow as much as possible into his kingdom, I know of no other way to see this text other than this. He will make all grace abound to you. And he who blesses the seed and gives the seed will give you more generously knowing that you're going to give what he sends your way above and beyond your need. You're going to give it away for the sake of the gospel. Do I do this? No. Why? I'm messed up. We, we are. Come on. we're just, Something wrong with us. Now thank God for his grace and mercy, right? Because the reality is there's a lot of you in here You're not even tithing yet. And that that sermon has already been preached. And I I don't know what to do with you. I I don't. But I'm not going to point the finger at you without pointing back at myself. Because tithing is not a way to earn favor with God. It's the beginning point. It's the beginning point of what somebody who really wants to sow and reap a great harvest does. But it goes beyond that. And we're all guilty. God help us. God help us all to not be so swept away by the American culture. Look, look, I go, I get up in the middle of the night. Let's say it's 4 a.m. And I, I go out and I look at the stars. You say, what are you doing up? Well, sometimes I can't sleep. It's called old age. And I walk out and I think, man, God, thank you for my house. Thank you for my kids, my dog, that I got food in the fridge. Thank you, God. Now, the same thing happens in Africa where a guy will walk out, let's say Zimbabwe, where I lived for 10 years. And he'll walk out of his mud hut in the bush of Africa. And he'll say, God, you've blessed me so much. Thank you for my mud hut and my one mil of sudza every day and my kids. You're so good to me. Now, if I were in his shoes, would I walk out of the hut and say what he said? No. Why? Because I have been led to believe that happiness comes from all this stuff we're being sold every day. And it's so powerful that a genuine sadness comes over us when we don't have the new iPhone, when we can't go to that movie that we want to go to, when we don't have that new brand of car. When what I told you in America, we're so wealthy, we even have little houses for our cars. <laughs> and it's bigger than the houses most people in the world live in. What's, we need a heart change. We need something to happen in us. You do, and so do I. The Bible says, verse 11... That you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And that is the finality of this passage. Why does God want to bless you generously? So that you will give generously and that people will give thanks to God. Let me tell you a story, an example of that, and then I'm gonna finish. Okay? This past week it was my birthday on Thursday, so on Friday morning I took Robin out to breakfast. We went to McDonald's, big spender. I happen to like McDonald's breakfast. What's wrong with that? Oatmeal, fruit and maple, egg white delight. I like that. We were seated there and a homeless lady walked in. And I love to watch my wife at work, man. Because she's got a spirit of discernment because she lived in Africa all those years and she's just really able to discern the difference between a scam, which there's a lot of them out there, I know, and genuine need. She just it's a gift. So we're sitting there, and I noticed she's not paying much attention to me, which, you know, for sanguines is hard to take. And I said, what's wrong? What are you looking at? She goes, there's a homeless lady that looked, walked in. I think I need to go help her. I said, is God telling you that, Robin? Yep, God wants me to go over there. I said, okay, I'll go with you. So I walked over there. She got out her wallet or purse or whatever after she found everything down in the bottom of it. <laughs> she starts talking to this lady. Her name is Debbie. And we sat and listened to her story. She just had a run of events. One after the next, after the next. It's, she's ended up on the street with no family here in California. Man, it was sad, sad story. And yes, we've heard sad stories that were scams. We know that, it, well, you, you hope you do, but this one was legit and there are legit. Man, this lady just started crying and my wife just grabbed her hand and when Robin touched her hand, she just broke down that somebody would touch her. And my wife looked at her and said, I wanna pray for you. And man, then she got all happy. Robin prayed, best prayer. And then she started getting money. Now, I'm just being honest. i tell you how we think. Robin starts getting money out of her purse. And I saw the first 20 go out. Oh, mm. I saw the second 20 go out. And I'm thinking, okay, Rob, I'm not sure God's voice is that loud. Hey, isn't that how we think? Because we start thinking what we could do with that, right? Same thing that somebody else did. Remember when the lady poured perfume on Jesus? And who got upset about it? Judas, because he started thinking about what he could have done with that. That's what I was starting to think. I'm just like him. Not in every way, but we have those tendencies. And I saw Robin. I thought, Robin, I didn't want to say, what are you doing? But the cash kept coming out. <laughs> I'm a pastor, you know. <laughs> she, she brought it out and she wanted the woman to have some clothes. She wanted to buy the woman some clothes and some food. And uh, Robin prayed and then she said, I want you to know this is not from my husband and me. This is from God. And so be wise with what you do with it. It belongs to God. That's why the early church, by the way, had radical generosity. It was based on creation, that everything belonged to God anyway, and it was just on loan to us. So Robin said, and you should see the respect the lady had at that point. You could tell she believed that. And we walked out, and as we walked out, Robin said, we didn't do enough. So, I don't know what else we could have done. And I thought, yeah, I do. A care center where we could have taken her, given her a room, a place to shower, some counseling, and help her get back on her feet. That's my dream. And that's why I talk to you about our stuff. There's a fourth question I ask. It's the last one. Am I willing to allow God to change my heart? What are you willing to offer God that he would multiply so that you could sow more seed into the kingdom? It could be time, it could be talents, it could be money. And don't be general. Don't be general. If you're going to offer him time, time doing what? But I also want to use this moment because I'm just brave enough to know or to hope and to dream that we would change megachurch trends in the United States and that this would be one megachurch where more people tithe than didn't tithe. So for some of you who haven't started that journey, I want to say something to you. I'm going to encourage you to scratch out offering and write the word tithe down. And make a commitment today that you're going to start bringing God the first portions. Now, here's here's what I know about you. You didn't think I knew this, but I do. Most of you really want to, but you just don't see how you can do it. Right? Most of you say, I really want to do that, Pastor Jeff. When you talk about it, I get... But I don't see... You don't know my situation. I've got myself in so much debt. I mean, I, I don't know how... Here's what I want to say to you. Here's how you do it. Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. See, the reaping and sowing principle is very simple. You have to sow before you reap. And what most of us want to do is have God send us the harvest before we will sow. And God says, no, you first. You show me that you're willing to sow in little and uh, I'll give you more. But your heart has to be not to get wealthy. It has to be so that you would be able to sow more into the kingdom. But I want you to hear me on this. The reason those early Christians changed the Roman Empire, I want to read you a quote that a secular historian, somebody that's not a Christian, wrote about the early church in response to a governor who asked the question, why is this Christian thing overwhelming the Roman Empire? What is it about these Christ followers that's just spreading like wildfire? And the response of the secular historian to the governor was these words. They are poor, but they make many rich. They share their bed with no one, but their table with everyone. The distinctive mark of the Christian was radical generosity. They don't have much, but they make other people wealthy. They give their stuff away. And sex has become something that is saved for the act of marriage between a husband and a wife. But they share their table with anyone who's in need. That was radical generosity. And the Roman Empire looked at these Christians and said, what is it about these guys that make them give everything away the way they do? Now, of course, it wasn't everything. They just understood the difference between what I need and what is greed and what is supposed to be seed. You with me? And I'm telling you that here in America... We can live on a lot less than we do now. It's just a question of, are we willing to give up some of those luxuries in order to sow into something that's going to last forever? I say that to myself, to you, to all of us. And on the day when we can say yes, then there will be a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And every home in this valley, in the same way the early church penetrated the Roman Empire, we will penetrate this valley. Okay? Father, I pray your blessings on your people. I pray your love on all of us. I pray that you give us courage to do what we know to be right, to sow generously that we might reap a great harvest, that you would trust us with your resources to change this valley and the world beyond. Those who are contemplating the decision right now, I pray that you'd give them courage and faith that somehow in the midst of all this, of the distractions that we face in America, we will come forward with great delight and say, count me in. I want to be part of something that is eternal. Is my prayer in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
1: Thanks for joining us on Today with Jeff Vines. That's the end of our look at God's radical generosity and how He will honour His promise to pour out blessing on us if we devote our first fruits to Him. Next time, we'll hear a new message in the Blessed Life series.
0: The first thing you have to do when you don't feel the blessed life has come your way is wait, and you gotta wait patiently.